Welcome back, Coyotes fans, to episode, the special episode 48 of the Chirpin' Yotes podcast. We have brought with us a special guest, a returning guest, the, I think he said the fourth best. I'm moving him up. He's now the third best, so change your bio. We got Mac joining us. I got Grandy. We got Matt. Boys, how are we doing? Good, good. just hunkered down, and uh, it's supposed to be snowmageddon in Minnesota tonight. We're expecting 25 inches over the next 24 hours, so with uh, 25 oh mile per hour winds. So, yeah, just yeah. hunkered down and waiting to see if I can even walk out my door tomorrow to get to work. Oh, joy. So, yeah, good snacks. How about you, boys? I don't have to lie to everyone, Tyler. Uh, you just had the big tortilla on. How the hell do you want me to believe that I jumped up a notch? No, because I listened to that freaking interview. It was awesome. You don't have to lie to me. We are friends. I'm okay. I'm fourth, probably fifth, but in my head, I'm going to stay fourth. Sorry, but no. Shout out. Uh, fuck you guys for having the big tortilla on the week before me. Uh, I don't know how I'm gonna stand up to that, but uh, that was a hell of a hell, hell of an interview to listen to him and how big of a fan he is and how he got his friends and family involved in hockey and the Coyotes. Uh, so, so shout out all the way. He'd be happy to yeah, hear actually, that. I haven't I haven't actually met and chatted with him yet, but um, he's he's the reason Grandy and I actually know each other. Uh, going way back to like an original Facebook group doing mock drafts and stuff like that. And you know, I it works out. Worked out great. Love the guy. The lore of Big Tortilla just keeps expanding. I did not know that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I know you guys were a part of that group. I didn't know he was the reason. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I I never knew Grandy before then. Yeah, we that's how we started talking and uh I've said this before on pod, but Matt is the reason that you guys call me Professor Grandy with the prospects. It's uh to, him and Adam really, or Big Tortilla, really helped put me on the right path to how to watch them, how to scout them, and how to take fun in it, how to have fun with it. So, I owe, yeah, so I owe we, what are that. you going to do now that I'm on the podcast and you can't steal my ideas anymore? <laughs> Damn. On the air. Savage from the top ropes. Jeez. From the top ropes. Uh, I guess I'll actually have to find a way to get original content for once. I sure, don't know that's how doing. that's going to happen. I'll probably just be phased out of the podcast. <laughs> Slowly replace him. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> He's from the top. I don't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> the top ropes, man. Jeez. He's over there in New York, though. So you're a safe distance. So. Yeah, I, apparently I've been here too long. I wouldn't have said that if I was still in Arizona. <laughs> or Minnesota. Oh, you fly over Minnesota, so Granny can get like a slingshot or something. We don't know. We're waiting for you to fly over. <laughs> I saw a slingshot just to not violate the FTA, so, you know, don't want to mess with that. As long as you shut the laser oh. off, you're fine. Oh my god, this guy's got it planned. <laughs> he's, he's got the counterattack ready, man. Oh my gosh. Well, that was quite the intro, but I just want to give a quick shout and thank you to all who've been listening to us from the beginning. Episode 48 is both, we chose 48, obviously, you know, state 48. Oh, instead snap. of episode 50. I know. My actually cousin came up with that. He, uh, I got to give props to my cousin Josh on that one. But I uh, just want to make this like our anniversary slash 
This will be episode 50 special, but, you know, 48 is better. Uh, just kind of celebrating the chirping yotes, uh, the Kai's been doing recently. Kind of a hodgepodge of that. So, you know, thank you again for listening to us about all these, I can now say, two years. So, fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. But all right. Let's... And this is my fourth appearance. I went back today to kind of see through. I'm like, I feel like I've been on maybe three times, four times. I got to be the. Maybe that's why it's a fourth best guest. This is my fourth appearance, you know, is definitely not top three. So, uh, yeah, let's thank you guys for having me on. And I'm, we had Grandy on our uh, Arizona Cardinals podcast this year. Tyler couldn't make it, but shout out Grandy making your appearance. We appreciate that. I do got to say, because I was week one, and I talked about how much the <laughs> offense scared me. I really, really disliked the fact that I was so right in that podcast. Yeah. yeah I was, uh, it was a brutal season, but everything's behind us now. And, you know, we're coming to, towards the trade deadline with the Coyotes. Some having KD in the lineup and... So it's a brand new era in Arizona sports, so we're not even going to worry about that. So, yep. Yeah, the coaching staff excites me though for the Cardinals. On a quick aside, it does seem exciting. I hope it's, I hope it pays off. What do you, what do you guys think about that over there at the Redbird Red Zone? Yeah, I, I mean, I think a lot of people are are pretty excited, but at the end of the day, nobody knows. You, you know, like. We we were everyone in, on Twitter, Cardinals Twitter was hashtag stiff or cliff when Kingsbury was hired, and how did that go? So everyone's either gonna it feels like loves the hire or feels like we're gonna just you know it's a stopgap until we fire everyone again in two to four years and rehire you know a whole new coaching staff. But it does feel nice that to have uh, like a very young staff where it seems like a lot of these guys we are plucking away from, which, you know, coming from a lot of college teams, we're, we're plucking away a lot of their guys who are either defensive coordinators or who are rising fast through uh, their collegiate system as a coach. So it seems like they're, they're trying to build, you know, an actual foundation starting at the ground with the coaching staff and working its way up to where if an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, when the Cardinals get successful, move on because they get a promotion to a you know a head coach job, then these guys can fill the void because that's kind of what they um, have been in college. You know, people have had their eyes eyes set on some of these guys. We I mean we just took the the Florida Gators defensive coordinator. You know, and so that's just another point where this guy worked his way up from Louisiana to Lafayette for a 10 and one team uh, down there in the South, got promoted, uh, went with his coach when he got hired, Billy Napier to Florida, took the DC job at Florida. Dude's 32 years old. Uh, we have a 29 year old defensive coordinator. So that stuff like that just kind of gets me excited that there's not just a bunch of retreads in the room of, you know, who've been in the league for 20 years, had their chances, have had some good years, some bad years. Uh, there's there's going to be some growing pains, obviously, but it does feel like like a fresh start, and it's much needed. That, uh, this whole sporting community, it, it it feels like there's hope with the Suns. The D-backs have a great, you know, farm system prospect group. Coyotes here, you know, they're winning some games recently. They're still a few years out. The biggest thing with them is just securing a home, and their prospect field, is, you know, is great as well. So, the, you know, the Cardinal team, it does, 
is Kyler Murray the guy? Is he not? You know, we're going to find out here in the next year or two. It, it, it feels like we have kind of rammed this course over and over again, but it, it is an exciting time to, to be a, a sports fan in the Valley with, with a lot of these teams. Like, if you haven't been to Mullet Arena yet, what the hell are you doing? Get your ass out there. Like, it, it's a hell of an experience. I've only been to one game so far, but I, I need to get to more here, um, you know, coming down the home stretch, these final, what, 23, 25 games that we have remaining. Yeah, me too. I've only been to Mullet for ASU game. So I definitely, I think me and my girlfriend, she wants to go, it's like March 11th, whatever one, the bobblehead night, she wants to go to that. So well, let's go. Me and you went to, you invited me to the Cardinals training camp this year. You know, that's, cool. that's where we met, you know, and that's where, you know, that, our first date. So it was yeah, very successful. Well, sorry, first sorry to hear you have a girlfriend now, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't tell you. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, right, Autumn, I guess you're wanted now. Sorry. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I'll bring my fiance, bruh. So, how about oh, that? Oh, so, that hurts. Yeah. That hurts. No, double date, double date. So, let, let's, get it, to me. let's get it done before the season's over, please. Yeah, sounds good to me. We made plans right, over boys. the year. All right, boys. Let's let's take the love fest off the air. Let's get it's Brady always a good time. Rob. It's February. Get it's a good Grandy time for romance. Here? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, get, get a room, Grandy. You guys not have a moderator anymore. I was listening to the podcast last week. I'm like, I don't hear ads. I'm hearing cussing. I'm like, I am getting geared up. <laughs> I listened to your guys' podcast a lot. I was like, you know what? Let's do what they're doing. I like what they got going on. <laughs> Uh, oh I wouldn't even, yeah, I wouldn't even bring up the the fake the fake ad promotions that we bring up on that that show. That's <laughs> that's a shit show compared to you guys. You guys are professional. You guys have big time Coyotes Facebook group on here. Shout out Matt. Nice to meet you. I, you know, I, is this your what episode is this, Matt? For you, three? Uh, I think four. No, maybe three. Oh, I'm really bad at math, so I think I don't know. I'll take your word for it. Hey, he's not an official guest until he has more appearances on the show than I do. So, <laughs> well, that's it. In, in two weeks, I'll send you a congratulations guest. Uh, you know, welcome to the club. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I have a couple loggers deep, and you guys have no mediator now. This is gonna be fun. Uh, let it fly, man. <laughs> let it fly. <laughs> we had freaking big tortilla shit on Canada joining me in that <laughs> great escapade. I'm glad, man. I'm here for the annexation of Canada. But everything he said was true. You know, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, these guys want to, sh- these Canadians want to, you know, crap on the, the Coyotes. Down. Their teams aren't much better. <laughs> you, yeah. You know? Worry about your team. How about that? That's what, uh, you know, that's is my, one of my biggest pet peeves with that is, you know, when's the last time your team has won, a, you know, a chip? When's the last time your team, you know, has been, you know, relevant with a sustained success, you know, don't just drag us down because we're the low hanging fruit, man. Like, the, mm-hmm. you know, the one thing I have as, as a sports fan in Arizona that born and raised here, uh, as a kid, there was no youth ho- hockey opportunities. You know? And then since the Coyotes have arrived until what they, what is around here now, it's, it's absolutely incredible. Like, I can't even express like how much the Coyotes and what they have done to the community in Arizona and Phoenix specifically uh, has meant to a lot of like 
a lot of fans who have been here since day one. It has to start somewhere. This is, it's like the Cardinals or the D-backs. We don't have generations of fan bases. That, that's not it. How do you grow that, though? You start them in those, those youth leagues, those youth camps from the time they can skate. You know, and that's what the Coyotes have done. And that's what they keep building. And, you know, I have hope. And I know you guys all have faith as well that, you know, this thing will be done with, with this regime. You know, we all, I love this regime. I don't know how you guys, you know, feel specifically. Love it. Yeah. You know, it, it takes patience. It takes time. You know, and, and the, the doubter and everyone's gonna be like, well, you know, how many decades have you, are you guys going to have? It's a lot to it and a lot of it's that ownership group you need someone patient and it feels like we have someone here who has a goal has a vision has the right guy in gm where he can step away he can let him do it let the hockey guy do his thing and that is how you grow the game you know hockey belongs in the desert and um, as someone who you know i when i went to high school in the mid-2000s there weren't a lot of I had friends on, you know, in high school who were on the hockey team, but it wasn't really prevalent. You know, it wasn't to where it is now where you drive by the ice stand, you drive by some of these places, man, that, that, they are packed, like absolutely packed. And uh, that is a tribute to, you know, what the Coyotes have been doing around the Valley and shout out to them. And, you know, let's get this stadium built, please. The importance of Tempe wins. We shouted them out, uh, I believe, a podcast or two ago. That's oh. very important. I mean, I think Matt's, I mean, he's the guy on that for sure. He definitely can break down the details again. But yeah, I mean, I'm I've, uh, I, wanted to, it. I wanted to ask Matt because I've been, been having a lot of stuff going on, you know, in life personally and uh, not as much on Twitter as what I used to be. But Matt, as a small business owner in Tempe, how can I contribute to? Uh, the cause of what's going on uh the biggest thing right now is there's there's a lot of misinformation out there uh, there are quite a few people insisting still that this isn't going to be an owner funded project that this is another billionaire asking for handouts um you know that that's not the case and the more info you can share with people who don't realize that the better um there's and and the team's already taking an initiative i don't know if you guys all saw but they um they picked up what was it like four and a half tons of trash um Mm -hmm. maybe a week ago or so um at that that landfill no not even well it it was around Tempe in general in addition to the landfill um, you know, they're they're already out there beginning that and recently, um, you know, the team said that they would or I'm sorry, not the team, but Alex Morello talked about um, you know, 50% more affordable housing uh being part of the project. So, you know, they're they're talking about you know, Tempe is speaking to them about what they want and you know, they're listening, they're making adjustments um you know doing anything they can to make it good for the city as well as um you know make it uh, obviously bottom line is everything for an owner you know it's got to be worthwhile to him he's got to be able to make his money too but um anything they can do to make it better for the city they're out there doing as well so the best thing anybody can do who 
wants to get involved is uh you know make sure people understand what the actual facts of this this project are and what tempe wind is out there trying to do right now is there like a pdf that i might be able to print out to where i can have it at my at our office in the front so when customers come and pick up their orders i can if they are a local tempe you know client that I can kind of slip into their invoice as well, staple up. Do you know if there's anything like that to kind of spread the the, the facts to people who are, you know what, are I, local business owners? I'm not sure as far as like a PDF or anything like that, okay. but um, tempywins.com okay. is a great place to start. Um, they, they've got text information up there, but more importantly, they've got a couple of videos that outline uh what they're looking to do in the projects uh or in this this entire project um so that that would be where i would start uh directing people the other big thing uh prop 301 302 303 uh may 16th i believe is the date um get people educated on those propositions um there uh two of them have to do with rezoning land uh to make it usable for residential and for business and the third one uh prop 303 allows the city to sell the land to the bluebird group which is alex morello's company and would then allow them to develop it for the coyotes and the housing project the mall the training center the practice rink uh everything that is involved in this Oh, I appreciate that info. I know I've, I feel like I've kind of let down my, you know, my end of the bargain, um, so to speak here, this last handful of months with everything kind of going on. But uh, with it coming down crunch time here, you know, beginning of the year uh, before, what what did you say that date was? May? Was it May? Uh, May 16th, I believe, is, May 16th. is the date that okay. the, all three props go up. It's a... Tempe special election. Um, okay, cool. Because I mean, we we have done uh, with our our small business. We are a screen printer, um, and we have worked in the past with ASU hockey. Um, and so when they moved, they transferred over to uh, Tempe at their site there. They were in a jam, and they were trying to print their jacket. So we printed all of their in-house arena um, jackets on ice that people who work at the Mullet Arena. So, you know, we've been a part of that. I've talked to um, some of the guys there, and I just I, – I have not held my end of the duty to that. So from here on out, this is my – you know, whatever today's date is, February 22nd, this is my service to Tempe and the Coyotes. I am here to get this thing approved. So here we go. And as Calgary scores, it's a 3-2 game. Coyotes winning. Shoosh. Hey, Michelli put one in, though. There I'll we go. That. I will, I will yeah, say, but though, it's, it's 32 to 8 shots. <laughs> <laughs> Accuracy. And I have to say, one of the most Coyotes ways to ever score a goal <laughs> is the fact that there's an own goal in this game. <laughs> So the Calgary Flames have technically scored three goals. It's just one of them was in their own net. Was that, well, was that, our, second, so, was that our second goal? I missed that. 
Yeah, you know Canada like, no. really, really, really fucking hates the Coyotes when they're willing to destroy <laughs> the Coyotes' tank. <laughs> for Twitter, for Twitter. That's that's uh, some vengeance right there. But they just. Oh yeah. Do we have a Mr. Big Tortilla? You there, sir? What are they? What's going on? Man? <laughs> hey, sir. What's going on? The legend himself has appeared. Nice. How's it going, sir? <laughs> uh, what the fuck is going on, homies? I mean, I wake up and my fucking coyotes are fucking kicking ass. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, hey, no, no, don't worry. It's 3 3 now. It's 3 3. So, we win either way, man. <laughs> hey, man, win win scenario. Win or lose, we win. Well, let's show a big tortilla. We're actually recording, so. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> You're good. No worries. No. Hey, hey, you can stay in chat if you want. But 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 tune in, tune in to the episode because I gave you a big shout out to to, you did. to begin this episode, man. You you were great last week, bro. Uh, I was listening to you you guys earlier today, and you killed it, man. I, I couldn't turn it off. You know, I just had to keep fucking listening. So hell of a job, man. Uh, yeah. Keep repping the coyotes to the fam, you know. Oh hell yeah, man! Yes, so, sir, I spread I spread coyote love like freaking spreading the gospel. <laughs> <laughs> love this guy. We need it. <laughs> oh man! Hey, I will be taking uh, Friday off so for the uh, trade deadline. Sweet. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, jump on. Hell See you yeah. at noon. Oh yeah. So wait, noon's different for us. So <laughs> so. That'd be like 11 for me, right? Uh, no, noon for you. Noon AZ. Oh, noon. That makes it easy. Yeah, so for anybody who's confused as to what's going on, we're, we're going to be recording the show uh, <laughs> over the last hour <laughs> of the trade deadline, just kind of doing our evaluations, and we should have a pod out uh, Friday, March 3rd, uh, around dinner time. Uh, for anybody yep. looking for you know, our take on what's happened between, say, now and the trade deadline. The only take that matters, yep. honestly. But we do have some topics to get into, like a uh, a trade that happened today. So, Oh, yes, that's right. Dyson Mayo was traded for, a, what, a fifth? And then he was a fifth-round pick, what, in 2014 or something like that, right? I did my research right. So basically got another one of him for his trade. Yeah, and... Uh... And uh, Weber's contract, which is going to be very oh, important right. in hitting the salary cap floor if we move a lot of salary out at this deadline. They just scored two goals. So. Big part of what a lot of people have mentioned in this is that the contract that Dyson Mayo's on is a one way contract. He's still owed another $2 million in real cash. Um, I'd have to, to look, but I think the Coyotes are only on the hook for roughly $3.4 million, um for the remaining term of Shea Weber's contract. Actually, Cap Friendly, I think it was, tweeted out, insurance covers most of that. They are only on the hook for seven ninety k. So, Is he over a that, million. He's only on a contract one more year? Uh, yeah. has a year left. I believe Weber has two more. Oh, okay. yeah, Weber's two more. 
So this this helps get the coyotes to the cap floor um, for the foreseeable future. It allows them to move Chikrin. It allows them to move Gostas Bear uh, without needing to take money back. Um, and a big part or a big deal of that is that they can now leverage another team who needs to move money out to make one of those deals happen into giving up an extra asset. Whereas before, another team could say, well, you know, you're you're sending out Chikrin, you need to get to the floor, you know, you got to take X amount of dollars back, and now they don't have to. So now they can ask for the extra assets in doing so. Which is what it sounds like is kind of the hang-up that happened per Friedman with the LA Kings deal. They wanted us to take on Cal Peterson, who's an AHL goalie making $5 million a year, and they're kind of using this logic. So it takes away that bargaining chip from LA. And another interesting trade I wanted to point out was the Ottawa Senators trading away Nikita Zadorov. Because the reason that's an interesting trade to me is they didn't have the cap space to trade for Chikrin straight up. But this clears up the cap space, gives them a spot in their top in their uh, defense core for him. They were very interested in him at the draft last year. Maybe this opens something up. Maybe it doesn't. This is all. This is all pure speculation. But it makes sense. They didn't need to trade him right now. They could have waited till the off season when the price might have dropped a bit more. But this might have opened up a. A possibility for them to jump in the chicken sweepstakes before the deadline. I'd just say that I, I think it, he's going to be gone for sure. For one, I, I don't believe that this, you know, young Coyotes teams, these players do not des- deserve this to have hanging over their head much longer. Uh, like, like you referenced, you know, pre-recording, Grandy, you know, this is dragged on for parts of two seasons now. You know, we, we need to move on. As much as we all love Chikrin and thought he deserved to see, uh, things just have not worked out. And if a guy doesn't want to be here, a guy doesn't want to be here. You know, the Coyotes aren't going to be, a, you know, a, a powerhouse within the next two two years. You know, you got to let Chikrin go. And he could bring a team that is, you know, a defenseman or so away from being a title contender. He is a type of player that can elevate them to get to that status. So I, I, I do have hope that, you know, as, as much as I hate to see him gone, that a team will ante up when the time comes. You know, it's kind of like what the Suns did with Durant. Once that time come, came, you know, we, we see what the Suns were. The Suns weren't going to be a title contender as they were. Sure, they're going to be like one of the better teams, but were they going to be like one of the top three, five favorites? Uh, I don't know about that. You add Durant in there, not saying Chikorin is Durant by any means, but that writing on the wall with him has been there, similarly to how KD uh, in that same way, and and how the Nets stuck to their, their package, their price. You know, it came down to we want Mikel, we want Cam, and we want draft picks. And with the Coyotes, they either want two first-round picks or they want a first-rounder 
uh, and a young guy who is basically equivalent to a first rounder. And I do believe that one of these teams that are, are frightened uh, to be in the championship conversation or cup conversation will ante up at the deadline here. With how many days we got? We got eight, nine days left. So. I, um, I hate just seeing him. Yeah, sit, man. you know, I get like it made big news that he was practicing the other day. What the fuck did do? Like, I love you, chick, but you know, like it's time to move on. It really is. I hate to say it, man. You know, it, it hurts my heart, uh, but it, it's time. When a guy wants out and he's been wanting out for a year, uh, there's really no going back, especially when you're a rebuild team. <laughs> Well, and his value is not going to get higher than it is right now. No, he was really good when he what, played, yeah. Yeah, what, what he's done over the last, I don't know, two and a half months or so has been, yeah. you know, nothing nothing short of a number one defenseman for a lot of teams. So if you're going to move him, it's got to be soon. Um, if you let it get into the draft again, you might have a couple more options, but you get real close to his no-trade yep. clause, and that is going to diminish his value quite a bit. Yeah, I just... I The thing yeah. I find funny, though, is at the trade deadline, the teams that are talking per, again, per Elliot Friedman, the teams that are the most aggressive after chicken right now are the LA Kings, currently two points out of away from first place in the West. The whole West is such a jumbled mess, though. Anybody could come out of it. But outside from them, it's the St. Louis Blues who are going to miss the playoffs and the auto, not the Ottawa Senators, the Columbus Blue Jackets who are second worst as of this recording team in the league. And they look bad. Um, but even though these teams are bad, I think they might be willing to trade for Jacob Chikrin at the deadline because they know if they wait till the draft, they, they might miss out on him. Whereas in a normal situation, there's no way they're trading for the, him at the deadline. Having said that, it still just makes the most sense to me for it to go down at the draft with the teams that are involved. So it's going to be really interesting it's going to be an interesting eight days to see what goes, where goes, what happens, and if indeed the Senators do jump back in the mix themselves, who is another team that is not going to make the playoffs, but has been rumored to chicken in the past. Has he hinted at where his preferred destination is? There was some speculation earlier on in the year that all was his preferred destination, and that, that goes back to even before the season started. And a lot of it had to do with him having family in the area. Um, you know, I, I guess summers, they vacationed up there quite a bit. Makes sense. So I, I guess being familiar with the area, that was kind of his okay. assumed target. But I don't think Chikorin actually came out and said, this is where I want to be. Um, it was it was speculated that Chickering did not want to go to Columbus at the draft last year. That there was a deal in place for Jacob Chickering, 
and that Columbus actually pulled out because of a little bit of uncertainty surrounding that. But I guess now it sounds like it doesn't quite matter. Um, you know, Columbus added Johnny Goudreau. Um, they might be very bad right now, but they're a very good young team or potentially could be with some of the prospects they have. And they have been absolutely hammered by injury this year. Uh, and to some key players, not just, uh, we were missing a few guys. He's missed almost the entire season. He's not going to return this year. Um, you know, they, they made the trade that sent, uh, or they brought in Adam Bovquist. He was hurt most of the year. Um, they, they're missing pieces and they've got some, some young guys who are probably going to accelerate the rebuild for them. Um, so maybe that's changed for Chikrin in that stance, but the problem right now, if you're Arizona making a move with Columbus is Columbus's only first rounder this year is their own. And uh, you're not you're probably not going to accept that first round pick if it's lottery protected or top five or top ten protected um, being the, right. the only pick. So what do you do at that point? Uh, you know, you're asking Columbus for quite a few of those prospects that they're probably pretty high on. Mm-hmm. Um, my my hope is St. Louis. Um, I think St. Louis has a huge haul that they could pay for him. Um, Armstrong has running. that connection too. Uh, yeah, yeah, he does. Um, and and this wouldn't be the first time that Doug Armstrong hasn't done something like this. Uh, you know, he's moved on from key pieces in the past, and rather than go into a full rebuild, go out and acquire another piece. Um, he got a first-round pick for Paul Stasny. He used that first-round pick as part of the package that brought in Ryan O'Reilly. Um, you know, he wasn't afraid to move Kevin Shattenkirk and get a first-round pick for him. And, you know, these these were moves that were made while the Blues were still a competitive team, they they didn't hold on to these guys going, man, we're one piece away. I, he likes to retool on the fly. And right now, you know, it's O'Reilly and Tarasenko out. But this is still a very good young forward group that they have. And they need to revamp that defense. That is probably where they're going to start. So if you're, if you're the Coyotes... St. Louis is probably where you want them to go. And, and, um, they've got three first-round picks this year. they got a first-round yeah. pick next year. I believe they've got yeah. four second-rounders over the next two years, three third-rounders. Good Lord. And they've, they've got a couple of great prospects. Jimmy Smitherud, if the Coyotes could find a way to bring Logan Cooley's college teammate <laughs> over to Arizona in a trade for Jacob Chickering. It's over. Uh, that's... That's all you want. And that's that's all you need, really, too. No matter what the sport is, you just need one aggressive general manager who has assets, who you know isn't afraid to make a big move. And it sounds like that could that would be almost like uh, you know the best possible situation from what from what you're saying. That 
That that gives my fucking juices flowing. If, if you're the Coyotes, I think St. Louis is is who you want to deal with in this because I think they've got the best assortment of assets to send back. Not saying that LA doesn't, but LA's already come out said we're not trading Grant Clark. Uh, we're not trading Quentin Byfield. So the the two best prospects in their system, the two guys that you're really aiming for um, in getting, if you're if you're trying to build it around a prospect, they're not available. And I don't want to say that it's a deep dive after those two, um, but the jury's out on Alex Turcott. Um, I mean he. He's dealt with a considerable amount of injury. Um, you know, it's not really his fault. He was a high pick. I think 2019, he was like the... Grandy might have to help me out on this one. I want to say he was the third-round pick in 2019. I believe he was third, because I remember he went way high in it. Like, way higher than projected. Yeah, and... So... and Unfortunately, with injuries and everything, he just he hasn't quite been the same. Um, Jordan Spence as uh, a defenseman, uh, twenty-one years old. Um, he he's probably the top available prospect in the uh, King system right now, and it doesn't do it for me like some of the guys that you could pluck out of St. Louis, or some of the picks that you could potentially return from St. Louis. And the, another thing I wanted. To troll of assets that they already have is Elliot Friedman thinks they're going to get another first for Ivan Barbashev. So that's another first, whether it's this year or next year, he wasn't certain. That's another first to add to this mix. They could theoretically go after both Timo Meyer and Jacob Chikrin and just completely speed this rebuild up. And I think that's what they're trying to do. I think that's what they're gearing up to do. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting, but. And I don't think they need to move Barbashev to make a deal to get Meyer and Chikrin both as of right now. Uh, They'd have to part with some pretty heavy, uh, highly valued prospects, but you know, it's there for them. Now I, Personally, though, I'd be a little surprised if they got a first for Barbashev. But, you know, if if Doug Armstrong pulls that off and he's got five first-round picks over the next two years to lure Arizona and San Jose into moving Chikrin and Meyer, hey, I'm all for it. I'll take two of them and throw in a, a prospect, and I'd, I'd walk away and more than happy. David, that commercial, whoever's got the commercial going is killing me. Yeah, <laughs> 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 you guys yeah, said no, you. This... Oh, what's that? Sorry, oh, go ahead. Nope. Go yeah. ahead, Tyler. No, I was going to go ahead and just carry on with the. You said you want to talk about Hayton Cooley as well. I was going to try and beautifully yeah. transition to that, actually. Oh yeah, no, be my yeah, guest. Well, you failed that beautiful transition. Oh, I did. I was two yeah. out of ten. Sweating. I was, I was just thinking for that moment. Face. I was like, "Whew!" That was yeah, uh, my top ten blunders. I'm sorry. You're what? 
I said I was just trying to fill a dead space. I'm sorry. Oh, I thought you said I'm playing dead space. I'm like, bro, I mean, I have that game too, but dang, at least off the air. And, and uh, instead yeah. of like filling dead space, you just like Lucy pulled that football out from under Charlie Brown right there. Yes. That's, that's my life, to be honest with you. That is the definition of my life. Just a series of Lucy picking the football kicks. That's pretty much hey, how I've lived hey, these hey, 29 hey, years. Don't, don't be hesitant to to tell a story when we went to the Cardinals training camp. That was the biggest, like, pull the ball out. I told Tyler, he's like, yeah, I got the tickets. And I was like, cool, well, I'll drive, you know. So me and my, me and my brother, oh, yeah. we, we drive <laughs> there, you know. Like, don't even think anything about, like, I think I'm kind of low on gas. I don't even, I'm just hyped, you know. I, I haven't been to a fucking Cardinals training camp since they moved from Flagstaff, you know, a decade ago or whatever it was. And so we get done with that. We're having a good time, you know. We get in my car, and this shit's packed. Like, it's like leaving a Cardinal game. I'm like, what the hell is going on? You know, it's like taking us 20 minutes to even move. And I look down, I'm like, bro, I have one mile of gas left. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, everyone went, like, holy shit, like, I'm like, should I turn off my AC? Would that help? <laughs> my, <laughs> my shit hit zero miles left. By the time oh, we're not to so the close. main street, by the time we get to the main street, I'm on fumes. That zero mile. It's my first time taking Tyler out on a date or, uh, you know, hanging out with the, the boys. You know what I mean? So, like, we're all like, uh, and it's like half a mile to the gas station. Both my brother and Tyler are both Googling like closest locations to Circle K. They're arguing, no left, no right. Like, no. I'm like, fuck, I, I can't go left because we're just going to be sitting at this, you know, red arrow the whole time. Like, I just got to go right. I got to go right. Keep moving. Keep moving. Yeah, and somehow we got, you know, and I'm glad he didn't bring that up, you know, on the pod. So. There you go. Gotta be a yeah, no, nobody that. would ever, nobody would ever. Bring that <laughs> <laughs> he could have been like, you know, uh, fuck that Jared from that fucking Redbird Red Zone pod. <laughs> Took that motherfucker out on a fucking man's date, and this motherfucker almost had me pushed in the fucking SUV. Area. I know. I was getting. I was like, fuck, bro. I was like, man, I'm gonna... I just got this JJ Watt jersey. Want to push this damn car? Uh, Get it dirty as fuck. Yeah, that, that was pretty embarrassing. But no, uh, that, that was funny as well. Yeah, that was a good time, though. It was a good time. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll go again, but I think uh, maybe maybe I'll maybe I might drive this. Maybe I'll buy I'll, I'll buy the, the the free fucking training pass ticket. That's fine. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah. yeah, that was that was the hardest part. Really, that was expensive. I nearly broke the bank. <laughs> Uh, Downloading the app and pressing those buttons. That's Jesus. <laughs> sweating doing that. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry we get off the rails every time I'm on here. I was listening to the I know, I last time. I, last time I was on here. It, nah, dude, it's it's not a you thing. Okay. I, it seems like Tyler and Grandy. I agree. Happens. I agree. Tyler and Grandy. Hey, did, we'll did you listen to our? Did you listen to our episode that had like health tips at the end? I like how to not do that. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I did. I did not. I. I no. I. I have been bad. I. If I didn't listen to it, I didn't listen all the way through. I did. Uh, well, it's all good. I was just making a we point. You know, it's always off the rails. Nice. Oh, I don't think we've ever actually gotten through all the shimmies. 
No. I delete them as we go through. <laughs> I, just, I slowly I just get rid of the ones. Like, yeah, we'll do that next week. Yep. <laughs> yep. Next time it's just, you know, two of us. Uh, like, like every week there's Tyler's question of the week in the show notes, but it's been like four weeks since Tyler's got question. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Tyler's, Tyler's like, question of the month. We'll ask it. it in the beginning of the month. Yeah, right. And then you'll get the answer by the end. There you go. We'll work yeah. our way to it. I I know we're doing good so far because Tyler um, hasn't sent me the runtime yet. So <laughs> he had so he had that good. shit saved. He's like copy paste. <laughs> there we go. He's like right on cue. Perfect. Forty five minutes. I had that time. You have. Yep. Oh. Watch this little, uh, the little Craig guy tells me. Craig, there we go. What? I'm awful at math. I was, I was wondering so, what your meteor right, was. But... Craig, that's what it was. A little bear <laughs> that stares at us with his dead eyes. Craig <laughs> <laughs> so, Morgan. Well, you got to transition. You got to transition to <laughs> yes, hey, Cooley. Uh, what did you? Yes, in the show notes, the second note of the show, just an hour in. <laughs> yeah, this is this is literally our second topic. We're forty-five minutes in, and we haven't even. Hey, hey, it. no, it should be our third topic. I'm on my fourth topic. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you guys. I'm driving the show. Well, I got one more topic left, and we're closing out, folks. Thank you for joining. I will be a guest next next year as well. Fifth time, fourth best guest in five years. Fuck, I forgot Tortilla. God damn it! Fifth best guest in five years. Thanks, Tortilla, motherfucker. I love you, man. But I love fifth best guest. You jumped to two. I gotta jump down. You know, like. The fuck? Like, you still with us, Tortilla? Yeah. I think I'm still here. Yeah, we hear his porno going in the background. Of course he's still here. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Do not hit me with one of those old wooden sticks you got somewhere in your garage. Please. Please. Um, I got other weapons. <laughs> airsoft weapons. They're airsoft weapons. Airsoft. They're metal. Airsoft. They're metal. Plastic metal, BBs. but shaped inside of a, a knife and a, a hockey stick. So good luck to you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a water knife. I promise. It's squirt water. It does not in fact impale you know flesh. You learn how to how to make certain things. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop talking. We can move on to your guys' third topic. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to get out of the song. He on his own. I don't know. <laughs> we just, you know, we do what we want on the show. No no one's here to tell us no. You know, I don't have, like, an actual department that gives me a thumbs up or thumbs down. A lot of angry emails, but no actual department. We don't. You still we read don't emails? even emails. <laughs> Owls get some owl mail every now and then. Too. I get some posted letter stamps in the mail some fucking month. Yeah, fucking made like with wax. Angry like, Canadians. Like, name. 
Thomas Jefferson. A- angry Canadians. Any, anybody with a complaint can send it to legendoftyler at AOL.com. I'm not that old. I got a Yahoo, but not an AOL. My face be bitch. Yeah, right. That's it. I think my favorite thing, this quickest side that Mac has ever done, is post his Addy on Twitter. I was like, that is that earned my respect. To this day, I salute him every day. Bro. That, this is the fifth year in a fifth time in a row you've announced that. I pre- I've only been on here so four times and you've announced that five times on this show. No, but, yeah. Might be six. That's when I was heavily into alcohol and listens. party things. So that wasn't me. I'm the new me. This is praise Jesus. Help the is, coyotes. Is party things the same as like oh, plastic God. weapons or <laughs> yeah. Yes, like of course. For something else. So you guys aren't with Manscaped anymore. It's more like plastic straws, breaking stuff up, yeah. and but we. Well, I mean, paper straws. We're environmentally paper. friendly. <laughs> Metal. Metal straws. There we go. Reusable. <laughs> that cannot be you sharpened. You guys know that anyway. like, they, they don't have like regular shit in New York. Everything is reusable up here. Like, they don't have plastic bags, they don't have regular straws, and not having regular straws pisses Wait, me off. Aren't plastic bags reusable, yeah. though? No, they're not. these, like, recycled bags, and they cost, like, three fifty per bag. Oh, Jesus, that's like what the fucking seniors bring out here on Wednesdays, the senior day over at Fry's. Yeah. you doing at Fry's on a Wednesday senior day? Hey, alcohol, bro, you... Oh, man. <laughs> Actually, you know what my, my go-to is? This is a secret here. I don't know if I should be sharing it since, you know, some Arizona people are going to be listening and then all of a sudden they're going to be fucking flocking to Trader Joe's. But Trader Joe's sells lager 12-pack for six ninety nine and eggs for two ninety nine. So go. Go. Oh, she has my girlfriend oh. shops. I listen to her. She keeps telling me I to got, go there. I, had to pull up my, I get paid tomorrow, but I had to pull up my fucking account and I was like, I got 1094 in my account. Fuck yeah, I can fuck 699 plus tax. I can pay 784. Fuck yeah. There we go. Yeah, I did the math on the air like that. God damn. Yeah. Uh, how the, I'm looking yeah, at the receipt it. right here. So. <laughs> yeah, but you can go to Costco. You can go to Costco and get like a 36 pack of Kirkland cans. And it's probably like $11. Bro, I told you I had 1046 in my account. How am I gonna buy something for eleven okay, bucks? Well, I bet you, you could have found you could have found on your way to Costco. Couches. Honestly, my my car change probably has that, but no, you're right, you're right. But two ninety nine eggs. Costco ain't got two ninety nine eggs. Trader Joe's. There you go. There you go. But do not do it's not frequent the fortieth and Chandler location. Or I might have to. Eat your ass. I'm gonna have to drop my Addy. Okay, how about that? <laughs> how dare you shop here? Take my. <laughs> Tyler gets all mad at me. I'm the only one to give my address. Your address to in the last year, bro. I went to your house. You drove me to the training camp. Like the fuck? Now you dropping your address to everyone? I thought this was like a a fucking. Yeah, yeah that's our thing. <laughs> what we have was special. Hey man, I. All right, yeah, there we go. Let's move on. Let's move on, boys. Let's, Let's move, on. move on. Come on. Let's move on. All right. All right. Mr. Matt, tell us about uh, Peyton and Cooley. Peyton and Cooley, not Peyton. Hang, Sorry, hang Peyton. Before, before we do that, I'm going to jump ahead on the show notes to where okay. it says, how do the Coyotes actually look right now? 
Um, at the start of the third period, shots are 39-9 Calgary and it's 3-3. Um, I, think, I think that about like answers how the Coyotes look right now. Is that, is that more of a coaching thing? Where no, that's just no. random as fuck. That's, that's like a that's a personnel thing. Okay. That's not definitely good. a personnel thing. You can only do so much with what you or have. Just and... like not not from the fact like okay, we only got nine shots. Obviously, he's not playing like four corners defense in high school basketball or anything. Wait. But like like find your open space, keep moving the puck until you get it. Only shoot it when you get an opening. Or is that also just a personnel space? And the, the you know what we've been seeing recently, where we've been getting outshot by a lot, but still getting a point in nine straight is just random. Is that just a fluke? You know what the the getting the points in nine straight stuff. I, Connor Ingram's a big part of that. Um, you know he had he gave up what two goals in three games. He had a, a shutout in one. He shut the Kings out for two periods in that comeback. Um, only gave up two against uh, start against Columbus. Only gave up two there. I mean, they're they're getting some phenomenal goaltending right now, and it's bailing them out. But if you look at things beyond yeah. just like the well, how many shots on goal are they only waiting for? You know, an open look or yeah. whatever. If you look like in this game right now where they're basically being outshot 40 to 10, um, Calgary's only blocked five shots and they only have 10 on net. So not counting what's missed wide, you know, that's only 15 shot attempts there. Arizona's got 16 blocks. They've blocked more shots than than they've got on net or that have been blocked. So, yeah, the, this team that's got points in nine straight, this isn't who they are. Um, Clayton Keller scoring at an unbelievable rate right now, and that's a big part of it. I, I like to use expected goals a lot because I think it's just the cleanest, easiest. I like to it. Some people don't like it, but I, I, I do appreciate it. But Coyotes are near the bottom. And expected goals for and near the bottom and expected goals against. We just happen to have two goalies that are killing it, just killing it in the expected goals. And some of the forwards that matter, Keller, Schmaltz, Kraus, and Michelli, to be specific, are producing lights out. They are producing and now that Krause's shooting percentage has kind of regressed down to the mean, he's not going to be a 40-goal scorer, but he's going to be a 25- to 30-goal scorer, and this is, looks like it's maintainable. That stuff is maintainable. This is what I've been preaching all along, is look for the little wins. Look for the wins and like that. But this team as a whole is... This team as a whole is not good. Um... It's just getting a couple's absolutely heroic performances. And the other thing that this team does, and this is a testament to coaching in my opinion, is they work their asses off every single game. And if you're sleeping on them, that will rise up to catch you. Absolutely. 100% agree. And using that, 
to make a seamless transition into Hayton. Uh, Barrett Hayton's got Beautiful. 17 points in his last 24 games after an absolutely abysmal start to the year. Um, seven goals, 10 assists in that time. A big part of that's getting first-line minutes, playing with uh, Keller and Schmaltz. But it is worth noting that he's not the center on that top power play unit. It's still Nick Bukestad. So he's not just padding his stats through, you know, some extra minutes on the top power play unit. Um, he's uh, His defensive game this year is has been on another level. He's been an absolute shutdown matchup type guy. Um, and we're finally starting to see what we expected from him based on his play at the end of last year. Um, we saw a little bit of this kind of stuff with Clayton Keller uh, in year two, year three, year four, where there'd be stretches where the game wasn't there. And I think a lot of people forget that Aaron Hayden still two years younger than Keller. Um, we're, we're right at that verge of... And I'm not I'm not comparing him to Keller. They're not the same player at all. But as far as like trajectory and how uh, players progress and how they ascend in the NHL and the curve that they kind of take, he's approaching that. You know, make it or break it. You need to put everything together. Stage of his career, and I think. Based on what we saw last year and what we've seen since, you know, the the start of the 2023 calendar year, you know, going back to, I think, December 29th was when it all kind of clicked for him. Um, uh, he's He's got it. He can be a, a second or a second line winger or a third line center very effectively. Um, and... And I think he's getting close. Uh, it's starting to really look like it. Do we all are we all in agreement that Bukestad is probably gone, and that way Hayton can kind of elevate on that power play? I don't know if Hayton's the guy that they move up. Um, I almost wonder if Schmaltz. Uh, he's he's still going to play on the wing, but, but Schmaltz comes in to take faceoffs, and Lawson Krauss becomes the net front guy on that top unit when Bukestad's gone. I think they like having that big body in front. Um, you can do that and still use Nick Ritchie as your, your net front guy on the second unit. Do we think Nick Ritchie is on the trade block at all or no? Oh, I'm sure he is, but I, I don't think they're going to get much okay. of anything for him. Okay. Yeah. His play, even with us, it's just been too yeah. consistent. His contract is just a bit too big, even with 50% retention, where uh, not a lot of teams can fit on uh, yeah. with what the role that they would need them to be. So you would need to get a third team in, and at that point you're just spending too many assets trying just for the retention. For, for Nick Ritchie, okay. it's not worth it. I mean, yeah. there, there's guys yeah. that are like Nick Nino. Um, you know, there's a couple of guys in San Jose uh, that make perfect sense at league minimum uh, that bring what Nick Ritchie brings. So the the cap gymnastics that make, make sense. Nick yeah. Ritchie trade work, yeah, it, it just doesn't make sense for 
How many years so, is he under contract with us? Uh, this is his last year, I believe. Oh, really? I believe so. He came over, I think, with two years remaining, so last year and this year. And uh, good news, guys, the Flames just took the lead on their 44th shot. The power play? Even better news? Chicago Blackhawks are tied with the Dallas Stars. Yeah, way go. to go, Chicago. Way to take way to take one right out of the Coyotes playbook. Still hate you, Chicago. Patrick yeah, Kane's but... got seven goals in his last three games. My God. I love the fact, just real quick, because I love people being petty. So I do want to talk about Patrick Kane's pettiness with this. Oh, yeah. He doesn't get traded to the team he wants yeah. to go to. So he decides to show everyone, yes, I'm still Patrick Kane. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw, but Larry Brooks put something out about Patrick Kane potentially still going to New York. I did. I saw that. It actually just came out an hour or so ago, and I I haven't read the article yet, but how do you make that work? So the way he said it in the article was essentially he gets retained 50% by Chicago. Another team steps in and retains 50%. And then I think if you trade Vitaly Kravstov, that actually makes it a hundred percent even to where you can just fit them in with dollars to spare. So, and on the 45th shot of the game, it's five, three Calgary. <laughs> yep. Just got a little buzz. Yep. Sorry about that. Randy. didn't mean to change subject there, but just oh, wanted to no share problem. the good news. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I, but yeah, no, the, it's just, the Kane to New York thing just doesn't make sense. I not at this or the assets they gave up to get Tarasenko. If you were if you're really going to be in on Patrick Kane from the beginning, that should have been your target all along. And the thing is, is Patrick Kane is still Patrick Kane. He's been hurt for most of the year. That's why he hasn't produced. Some team is going to get an incredible player for half a season with him. Um, I just, I don't see why New York would do this because you got Tarasenko at right wing, you got um, Kapokako at right wing, and I'm pretty sure their second line. Who's their second line right winger? Sorry, say again. Kreider and. Who's I know they I thought they had a pretty good second line right winger too. Kreider, Zabinajad, and who's the third person on that line? Uh Panarin. But no, Panarin's with uh Tarasenko and someone else. Some other center. Oh Tarasenko in the center they got from Florida. I am blanking on names. But Anyways, yeah, I just don't see the fit there. I don't see why they would do it. Go out and get a defenseman. Go out and get depth somewhere else. If you're going to spend that money and spend that assets. Oh, are, are you talking about Vincent Trocek? Yeah, Trocek. Thank you. <laughs> what movie are you watching? I, I think he's watching the game. I think he's on oh, commercial. Okay. 
Yeah, because the commercials are always louder than okay. the game. <laughs> One of the things that irritates me the most. Um, but anyways. <laughs> so yeah, any other any other trade deadline trade deadline tidbits around the league that we're looking for, or I guess we'll find out. Do Friday. we think any of our goalies are going anywhere or no? No, I don't think so. I don't think, so. I, I don't think there's enough demand. No, nah, there's not enough demand right now. The Kings are, are one of the few teams okay. looking, and quite honestly, I think Columbus would be more willing to sell Corpusalo than the Coyotes would be to sell Vimilka. Okay. Yeah, Columbus selling Corpusalo, New York Islanders selling Varlamov, um, Ottawa selling Talbot if he ever gets healthy again. There's other goalies available. And at a Asking far price cheaper price than cheaper. what we're going to get. You could sell, you could probably trade um, Ingram, but why would you? You're not going to get I don't, I don't know that anybody would. Want. Yeah, I don't know that anybody would be all that interested. Um, you know, if we're talking about, you know, what have you done for me lately? Yeah, he might draw slight amount of interest, but I, I don't see anybody going out of their way to pay a a price for him. I mean, this isn't San Jose giving up a second rounder to get Aiden Hill. Uh, no, you know, I, I don't even know. I don't even know that this is Minnesota giving up a third for Dupnik. I, I can't imagine Connor Ingram getting how a old is he? Pick. Twenty-six. Okay. And the so, thing is, is, even if you're talking about, even if some team were to offer us a third round pick. I'd rather just roll the dice and see how he is next year. See if he can repeat this. Keep him. There's no reason to give him up unless the bounty you're getting back makes it worth it. If someone steps up with an offer of a second-round pick and a prospect for Veggie, makes sense. I could see us moving him. I don't think anybody oh, will. Absolutely. I And... It would, if I was in Bill Armstrong's shoes, I would need at least a second to even think about trading Ingram right now because the way he's looked has... I, it would be something worth considering, but yeah, I, I think it'd have to be a, a decent ask. Um, and yeah. for what it's worth, as of right now, like as of this recording, Ingram is set to be a... Um, group six UFA. Um, if he plays two more games and plays at least 30 minutes in each of those games, he'll become an RFA with arbitration rights. And I know it sounds stupid to say that because what are the odds he doesn't play two more games? But it's as simple as you know, if Ingram gets hurt, you know, that that's it. Now he can become a UFA, and there's no guarantee that we have his rights or that he'd be back. So that is something worth keeping an eye on. It's very unlikely he won't get his two games in or that he would get hurt and miss his time. But, um, you know, for anybody following along at the beginning of the season when when they claimed him off waivers, you know, it was the last year of his deal and he was a pending UF, uh, UFA. Um, that, that potentially changes here in the next couple of weeks and he'll become an RFA with arbitration rights. I hear group five USA. I just immediately start getting bouncing flashbacks. 
Oh, yeah, the the problem there was, you know, he he wasn't a productive enough AHL player that, you know, he got enough NHL time. Um, I, it's not quite the case with Ingram, luckily. Um, short of injury, he's going to get his games. Quite honestly, I don't see the Coyotes starting Vimelka the rest of the way. Um, either way, but if it came down to it, they'd force Ingram to play the last two games just to make sure they got his rights. Oh yeah, he'll he'll be an RFA. I'm not worried about that. It's just uh, who was it I was talking about this with? It was oh Carcone. He's in the same boat where he's a UFA, and it's so yeah. When everybody starts talking about how much they like him it's always just I've had a hard time liking him nearly as much because every time I see him I see oh well he's gone in the offseason anyways but anyways former Coyote Max Domi just helped Chicago take a 4-3 lead I'll take it alright so moving on uh, Grandy and I have been talking quite a bit this week about the the draft where the coyotes sit in the standings um you know how important it is for you know landing a a franchise center at this point or or having an elite center uh if you know the lottery balls don't fall our way and you know what that would mean behind logan cooley and cooley assuming the number one role and the kind of progression that we've seen with Cooley um, at Minnesota this year. Anybody who's not following uh, last weekend against uh, Penn, Logan Cooley had a five-point second period, uh, goal and four assists. Um, the second game of that series... He made a play in overtime, uh, similar to what that, you know, everybody's seen the highlight of Kale McCarr against Chicago with the spinorama against the sideboards and blowing past Kirby Dock and going backhander upstairs. Cooley made almost an identical play and then threw like a blind pass across to Matthew Nyes for the game winner. And it's just a, just like another. Oh, yeah, that's that's typical Logan Cooley when you look at what he's done this season. Um, I don't think anybody's got any question anymore about whether or not he should have gone number one overall last year. Uh, Scott Wheeler did his 50 top NHL-owned prospects, and Logan Cooley was number one on his list. And it basically said it's really not even close anymore. Um, I I got nothing but great things to say. I would, I don't want to say I was skeptical about taking Cooley uh, at three, but when Shane Wright was sitting there, it was yeah, let's Cooley's got more upside. I'd like to go that way. I never envisioned Cooley being this guy. And my God, did the Coyotes hit on this one? It looks like you know we'll save for his actual first game in the NHL and and going from there. But um, for anybody who hasn't been paying attention, 
Jump on YouTube, look at some of his highlights. He will blow you away. He has that it factor. No, I was I was always higher on Cooley. And I didn't even see this coming. I this this is astounding. What he's doing is franchise player type production in the in the college ranks. He's having almost as good, just a shade under what Adam Fantilli is doing college production wise. He's only what was it you said five months older? Five months difference. Um Cooley is May, and I, I want to say Fantilli was October. Um, if I remember right, could have been September. Either way, Fantilli missed last year's draft. He he would have been in the 2022 draft um, if he was like three weeks older. So we're not talking about a, a full year age difference between these guys. Um, both being freshmen, both being on top teams, and uh, you know they're they're very similar, but the the big thing that stands out is Adam Fantilli on a Canadian team at World Juniors with Connor Bedard and Logan Stankoven and Dylan Gunther, um, you know, and and all of these absolute premier point producers um, got off to a slow start. Really didn't do much. Um, that was noteworthy, and Logan Cooley goes out there and has one of the best performances for, you know, Team USA in their history. So when you look at, you know, the the poise from Cooley, that that stands up and stands out far and above. I think what we've seen from from Fantilli, I might be. You know, in the minority in this, if if Cooley's in this draft, I think he goes at three ahead of Leo Carlson. I think Fantilli's still there at two because of his size. Um, but I I think if we're talking about where he might slot in, I I think he's ahead of Leo Carlson, and I I think Mitchkov's probably a little more talented. But there's the Russian factor, the contract factor. You know, will he ever come here? So. Yeah, I, I think the Coyotes found their their franchise center, their first one since Jeremy Roenick. Um, and uh, man, I I can't wait to see this kid at the show. I've been following Coyotes prospects since really Dylan Strom. Was that year twenty fifteen? And I never felt about Strom that I feel about Cooley. I he's just something else. He's incredible. He takes your breath away in a new way every week. It seems like it's he's going. I incredibly confident he's going to be good at the NHL level. Um. I am so excited for this kid. It, I still, I've said it before, and I'll keep saying it. I really still think next year is going to be another rough year for the Coyotes, if again for no other reason than young teams lose. It just it's part of being a young, growing team. But Logan Cooley, Dylan Gunther, these guys will make the games infinitely more watchable than they are right now. You're going to have 
so much more to look forward to. It's it's going to be incredible. Um, I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited to see Cooley take his first game. I would, would love to see them find one more winger in the top six uh, for next year. And, and I'm not saying Krause isn't that guy because he, he can score 20, 25 goals, but it's he's not an elite finisher in the sense that, you know, you can put him off to a side and he's going to score his goals with an elite shot. He He makes space and everything for himself. I would love to see them um play like Gunther and Michelli together because man has, has Michelli just elevated his ability to to make through seam passes uh to like a, a far above average um in the NHL his success rate um the the pass the no look pass to Hayton against Columbus in overtime that won the game He's got multiple primary assists that have been across the seam on the power play. He had the two behind the back, like almost no look passes to Kraus that Kraus finished in the game against Chicago. He's been, I, it was almost hard to believe, but he's actually been better since coming back from injury where you kind of figured, okay, maybe he's going to cool off a little bit from his start. Um, he, Picked up his fourth goal of the year today. I know that's a very, very meager number, but he's got, what, 29 shots in 40 games? You know, he just, doesn't put the puck on net much, but this top six is going to be so much fun to watch next year, and, and I do 100% agree with Grandy. It's difficult when you have a young team. There's growing pains. Uh, there's consistency issues because... Getting into the correct diet habits, sleep habits, training habits, um, you know, the the team activities and things like that, they take a while. And that's a big reason why teams do focus on bringing in smart veterans to play with them. But Cooley, Keller, Schmaltz, Michelli, Hayton in your, your top six next year, and Gunther, it's going to be great. It's going to be unbelievable to watch. And we and we know Armstrong's probably going to make some trades this offseason as well. Uh, you, got, you got a lot of assets right there. So just thinking what who he might be able to bring in. You know, and I, I you know, listened to you guys last week as well, and I agree with the big tortilla that, you know, the taking is over next, next season. You know, the rebuild's still on. Yeah. But this is the time where you need to start growing and developing, like you said, Matt, good habits, whether it's diet, whether it's sleep habits, whatever the case it is, this season right here, right now is where you're going to, and next season is where you're going to keep continuing that to where like the guys like Hayton, you mentioned his you know, how many points he's had in, you know, his last two dozen games. Like, that's something that we've all been waiting for. And how he's only, what, 22 years old still? That's exciting. You know, a lot of these guys, you know, Grandy had us on Maselli two years ago. And he's, you know, he's my favorite prospect, you know, throughout this whole turn to, to see the smart plays that he makes at the age that he does, uh, he's at. Like, 
give these these guys another offseason to grow. And at least at this point where we are right now, we're not still happy for wins. We are looking forward to being on the outside of the playoffs, you know, having this young nucleus fighting in important games. That's what you want. You want to have at least some important games next season while you are entering March, you know. You want to enter this final home stretch to where these young guys, they're, they're seeing their, you know, fruits of their, their, their labor come to fruition a little bit. And they're, you know, seeing how, okay, well, you know, we're bottom five this last year, but it wouldn't be crazy if, if we're in the middle of the pack next year. You know, fighting for a playoff. I, I think I think a lofty goal might be, uh, like, looking at what Buffalo is right now. Right. Um, you know, they're they're on the verge, you know, closing in on a bubble. Detroit's right there as well. Those teams both just went through rebuilds, and they're both trying to come out of it. I I, I don't know that I'd want to be that close to the bubble next year because there's still some holes on defense. I think you'd get some artificial wins uh, if you're that close. But you do want to see those steps taken. Um, the big difference between those two teams I mentioned and the Coyotes is the Coyotes – for the first time in a long time, if they're that close, they're going to do it on goal scoring uh, because their their high end prospects and their top players going into next season are going to be in their top six. It's not going to be on the back end. And I, it's a nice you know, change. That's it's a nice kind of change. A, I feel like because the Coyotes have always felt like uh, yeah, it's kind of kind of a different thing to yeah. look at. Yeah. It is. It is. Like, you go back to the Tockett days, and we're going to play this structure. So at least you can see a hope we're with some of these high-end offensive guys. I agree. Yeah, you can see some hope on these high-end offensive guys to where we haven't seen in the past. And that does give me hope. And, and maybe we aren't scratching for a playoff spot, but, you know, why we are have been so consistent these last, you know, Really, throughout this whole year, and, and at least being competitive, is because of that goaltending. And I don't think that's going anywhere. So if you can up the offensive a little bit, and Bill Armstrong, he's going to be, what, entering his third season. He's going to – I do feel like he is going to add a def- defensive piece or two to get us a little bit more competitive. I feel like he's playing this long game kind of with the rebuild the right way, but he's such a competitor to where he is, like to your point, he is seeing this offensive pedigree from these young guys and what it could be. And if you add a piece here too on the back end, then maybe that you you can be fighting for it. And who knows, in the next you know year or two, we're going to have a team that is very, very young and competitive, and that is also built on goaltending as well, um, to the point where you are might be seeing some guys wanting to to play here because of the culture that's set. You hear this narrative from people who aren't around the team, who you know, the Coyotes, they're just on their way out. You know, they're just... It's the same old Coyotes, same old Coyotes, but Bill Armstrong has a strong name in the league, and people, the players are the first ones to see the actual growth. 
So these players on other teams, and like I listened to you guys last week or the week before, and Granny was talking about, you know, why <laughs> why aren't some of these guys who aren't getting, you know, the big-time contract selling from the one-year deals with kind of the rebuilding team? Because no matter what, you're going to be – more likely traded to a playoff team at the end. I can see a lot of these guys wanting to come to the Coyotes who, you know, need to have a one-year prove-it deal almost. Like, this this wasn't the year to do it if you're a guy. You know what I mean? You're, you weren't going to come to the Coyotes this year. Maybe next year, but for sure probably I would say the year after that when you actually have, a, you know, the cool the coolies in your, in your lineup and you receive Maselli scoring instead of four four goals or whatever. He's up in it, uh, you know, close to thirty. Because I could see him having a huge. Deal. I, don't know that he'll, I don't know that he'll ever be that kind of guy. He's just, he's, he's not a shooter. He's yeah. a everything. Yeah, he has a good so, shot. Or a point. Uh, maybe not that, but closer to a point per game guy. Is that more kind of where you guys are thinking with assists or? Yeah, he's yeah. What I see, he reminds me of Blake Wheeler as far as playmakers go. He's not the same build, but I say Ray Whitney. I see Ray Whitney whenever I look at him. The Uh, whole small guy. I feel like he can score when he wants, though. You know what I mean? Like he's one of those special guys who like is team oriented. But if he wanted to get selfish, selfish, I think he could kind of explode on that end a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, from everything Grandy has shown us in the past and, like, what I've been, you know, watching of him, he, he definitely feels like he could be at least, at least a point-per-game guy in the NHL. Yeah, I, I don't think a point-per-game is out of the question, especially as they start rounding out their top six, and he starts getting time with, you know, uh, better centers. Not that Nick Bukestad has been bad. I think he's been great this year. He's not a point producer. Um, You know, if if he gets a winger opposite to him, like, you know, Dylan Gunther, and Gunther develops into a a 35-goal scorer, you know, Michelli's going to see his numbers go up from there. So, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. He's doing unbelievable things as a setup guy and he's doing it without playing with Keller without playing with Schmaltz and he's on the second power play unit so he doesn't get power play time with those guys either so he's he's got a sky's the limit type situation and he's not racking up his assists off of you know rebounds or you know just uh, he made the play into the zone and got it to somebody else who made a play he is the guy that drives offense on that second line right now. He does have that point-per-game potential. Um, definitely need to see a step up in his defense and would definitely like to see a finisher on his line, albeit at center, you know, via Barrett-Hayton when Logan Cooley's up here or Cooley himself uh, or Dylan Gunther. But somebody that, you know, has that 30-plus goal arsenal that has that shot that's going to capitalize on the things that he does but yeah i'm i'm with you 100 on that i i do believe he can be a point per game player he might score 15 goals and have you know 65 assists while he's doing it but i i do think that's the kind of guy he can be and I, I will say one thing too with uh as far as gmba adding stuff 
I can see him add more guys like Nick B. Said on like we talked about those one year prove it deals. I don't think he's going to add much more than that because he's talked about in every interview I've ever listened to from him. He's talked about how you can't buy into false success. You can't buy into every little bit of rebuild. Yep. Yeah. And, he's I, brought up and really, that's all we want. We don't leave from, you know, whatever sport it is that, you know, the Diamondbacks. I am tired of everyone trying to cheat a rebuild. And you cannot do that the right, you know, and, and you cannot do it like that and be successful. So I, I do agree, you know, Granny, to your point, to, you know, everything he has said is on brand to that. So I agree. And maybe it's not next year. But if we do show that promise to where we are, maybe in a playoff hunt by, you know, midseason, he is going to see more and more um, to where that, you know, not maybe not next season, but the year after is where he could be very aggressive. But I do think there is a year coming very soon you know, in the off season, where he will be aggressive, but smart too. There, there's a difference. Just real quick, real quick. I want to say that year after, I do want to point out there happens to be a very major free agent that season. Oh, yeah. Very major. He's, he's in Canada, right? Gonna free him from his no, Canadian yeah. prison. How how funny would it be though if Matthews stays in Toronto and it's actually William Nylander that ends up in Arizona? He's you still know, free of I'd... Canadian prison. So <laughs> I take it still. I take it still, but that that would no, be but, I mean, that, that... hilarious. Like like all these years of Austin Matthews is coming to Arizona and it ends up being William Nylander. <laughs> what feel on brand? Oh man. Yeah, but hey. No, but last time I was on here, you know, I think it was, what was it, beginning of the season, maybe, before prior to the season, that it, it there feels yeah, to I be so, more yeah. hope, you know. We knew Michelli, um, but to see what Cooley has been doing, to see how Hayton, I feel like a lot of people kind of, Entering this year or early in the season kind of just put Hayton off to the wayside a little bit. <laughs> but when you're 22, man, like, sometimes it's just, it just doesn't work out. Like, when you first get in the league, whatever the case was, and he was up and down for a while. And, you know, it takes a little bit. And 22 years old, think about what the hell we were doing at 22 years old. You know? Well, yeah, and unfortunately for him, he had the COVID-shortened right. seasons. He had the shoulder injury, you know, his uh, his first year as a pro. There there was a, a lot year in limbo. Yeah. Yeah, there there was a lot that worked against Hayton. And I, I feel bad for him because the expectations were actually pretty high coming into this year, considering how he finished last year. He became public enemy number one amongst quite a few Coyotes fans. Because of the way he yeah. started the year. Um, you know, it, it was bad. It was real bad. Do you guys think he can still live up to that role? That that number one center? I, I think it depends on no. no, not a number one center. I and I don't think I don't think when he was drafted that everybody was like, This okay. is the franchise future guy. He's gonna be a number one center. He was always he's got, you know, uh, he should be a number two center. 
he's got some upside. You know, he can play the matchups as well as produce and things like that. And that that was always kind of, you know, what he was going to be. 2018 was not a good draft year for anybody. Um, I mean, a couple of teams hit on their picks, but it wasn't a deep draft. There wasn't a ton of top-end talent there. So, you know, outside of what Rasmus Dahlin and Andrei Svechnikov, there wasn't a ton there. So, yeah, I think with with Hayton, uh, he's probably not going to be the number two center on this team. Um, he may end up... You don't believe he'll be the number two center? In a... I, I think he's going to end, and this all depends on, you know, guys like Connor Geeky, what happens in his progression. Um, you know, I, I do think Hayton will fill a middle six okay. matchup role, whether that's as a second line center, as a third line position. center. Um, yeah, you, a lot of people think, well, you know, he's not that guy. Why are you holding on to him? He was the fifth overall pick. He's a bust. Well, you know what? If he was picked thirty fifth overall, nobody would right. be complaining about him. Uh, his his value for the pick probably won't ever live up to what they wanted to get. But here's the thing: teams that win championships, they still yep. need guys like him. Sure. You know, Colorado doesn't win their Stanley Cup if they didn't have guys like JT Comfer and Andre Burakovsky. Like those those are still important pieces. It's not just we need a number one center. We need a hundred point winger. You know, those are absolutely important pieces and they're the hardest pieces to find, but Edmonton hasn't won shit. They've right. got two of the best players in the world. You still need to have guys like Barrett Hayden that yeah. play that matchup role that can okay. shut down an opposition's number one line that potentially chips in 45 so, points a year. And I think that's the guy he's destined to be in. That that's a middle six role. Whether he's playing on the second line, playing on the third line, he's gonna slot in somewhere in there. And that's ultimately all you you need to ask from him if you get what you think you're gonna get out of Connor Geeky and Logan Cooley and whoever they draft this year. I mean, it's all centers at the top okay. of the draft. That was my, my, my question is, do you think this year is like a, a vital year for us to come away? And because we can, we can project Cooley and, you know, we can pr- project, you know, whoever to be, you know, at the top line, but is it vital for this organization to find the, another possible you know, number one center for this team? Is, is that what the end goal is in, in this offseason? Well, nobody's ever going to be upset if... Nobody's ever going to be upset if they come out of this rebuild two or three years from now looking like Pittsburgh or Edmonton down okay. the middle, you know. Like, who who would be upset if you've got a franchise guy as your number one center and you've got a guy who's, you know, bordering on being a franchise guy, centering right. your second line. Um, you know, it's the most important position in the game, um, followed by a right-shot defenseman. And you're not going to find your cornerstone right-shot defenseman in this okay. year's draft. So if you're looking at centers that are... If you miss on the lottery and you're not there at one or two, um, 
and where they're sitting right now, you're looking at guys like Will Smith, Braden Yeager, uh, Zach Benson, Oliver Moore, who I I wasn't huge on Oliver Moore two or three months ago, but he's like I, I got him as high as six okay. right now, um, right behind Will Smith, and I, I think there's the quite Smith. a few guys. What's that? So the Will Smith. The Will Smith. Oh wow! It, and if you draft Will, <laughs> you get Jada as well. Well, uh, never mind. Never mind. I'm good. Stanley Cup? No, it's not worth it when she's in town. No, I'm good. Flop. But anyway, yeah, I mean, the the depth at center in this year's draft. Zach Benson, maybe not an NHL center. He's probably a winger. Uh, Matt Vemichkov, he's a winger. Uh, but in the top seven, top eight guys, you've wow. got six centers. And, you know, Will Smith is is probably right there on the level of Logan Cooley. If you didn't have, you know, four guys that are all franchise-changing players in the top four, with Fantilli, Carlson, Bedard, and um, Tilly, Carlson, Bedard, and Mitchkov, then you know Will Smith is uh, in last year's draft. Cooley and Smith are are probably the top two ceiling guys um, in that draft. I mean that that's about the level he's on. Um, Jaeger right there with him. The numbers aren't as good this year for Jaeger, but he's a guy. A little bit like Hayton. I think he's got more offensive upside than Hayton by quite a bit, but he's another guy that plays a lot of shutdown minutes. Um, the the centers in this draft are just phenomenal. So that would be the hope. And then you want to see them add, you know, at least one more pick in the first round and, and potentially add a defenseman, especially if you're giving up Jacob Chikrin. Um, I like what JJ Moser's done. Uh, we were Grandy and I were just talking today about, you know, what Valamaki's done, and you know what what does Armstrong do with him from here? Uh, obviously, you want to see him extended, but they they need help there. So that's that's where I hope they don't get too far ahead of themselves. I hope they still have a relatively high pick in. 2024 as well. 2024's draft looks to be 8 to 10 defensemen in the top 20 picks or so. And that's a deep draft for defensemen. Typically, you don't see that many go. So you want to be one or two picks in that range and get your guy there as well. So I I know what you mean about wanting them to be competitive, but I don't know. I, I'd like to see them finish you know, somewhere between... Six to ten yeah. next year yeah. from the bottom. Can I? Can I? Which is still signs of which is still signs of progression. That's 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 the thing. That oh yeah, there there's the some world. artificial wins this year. They they should not be six spots out of the basement or five spots out of the basement right now. They should be Anaheim and Columbus right now. No, the other thing, and this is something I was forgot to bring up earlier when we were talking about how we look, but another thing, too, that I think is going to come off next year is the absolutely huge home ice advantage we have right now because Mullet Arena is a brand-new arena where these guys play pretty consistently. They got to know it, 
next year, every team will have played it once. You'll have tape on it. You'll have all of that. Teams will know how to play on it with the ice, the ice, um, uh, what am I trying to say? Yeah, they, say they, they know how to play on because that ice every, is definitely different, they say, from most ices in the league. Yeah. Yeah, it is different than every player has commented on how yeah. different it feels. So we have a monster home ice advantage this year that's shown in our in the amount of times we've won at Mullet that I think will come down next year too. So you have that. But again, I still think there's gonna be enough signs of progression there that we're gonna be picking where Matt said I, six to ten. Um uh, just just a quick update for you guys. Uh Chicago has yeah, buddy. won. Um they're there we They're go. now just four points back. And we play them in two games, uh, right? we at 45. We're at 49. We do have a game against Chicago coming up here, and Chicago has a game in hand as well. Good. So very, very good position for us to be in. I Columbus and Anaheim are probably yeah. out of reach, but Chicago has kind of joined the San Jose, Arizona, Vancouver party here. Um, if not going to throw Montreal in that because they might be the second hottest tank team in the league behind us right now. Montreal, yeah, they, Montreal's free fall. They keep winning too. Well, they they've been winning games. In San Jose, San Jose is one that scares me after the trade deadline because everyone's talked about teams getting worse at the deadline, and if I don't think they will, but if they manage to trade away both Timo Meyer and Eric Carlson. Again, oh, I don't be think Carlson gets moved. They will be awful. That is their two best players. That is the two players completely carrying this team. They are going to be putridly bad. So getting some points saved up on them will be a good thing. Well, we only have a... One Can I just say left. that I hope you guys have the Coyotes playing in the background every game? Okay. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, for, yeah. for the just, commercials? Just a game, or... and then they can blank out yeah, the commercials. Yeah, for the commercials. The you can find a way to have Craig blank out those commercials. Yeah. That's no, because what I, 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 I'll ask it him. sounds like we're recording really record at the us. arena. You know. <laughs> yeah, we we actually pretty often have the game on as we're recording. Mm -hmm. um, Tyler and I need to record. It's at a pretty common occurrence. Tyler, let's get it done. We're going down. Hey, date number let's get two, bro. Lost, bruh. and then we can record. Let's go. That's it. I'm in. Oh. I'm in. I'm in. Just, just us to date. And Matt, just us two and Matt. Sorry, Grandy. Too late. Too late. Back to Minnesota. <laughs> Yeah, are you kidding? If I went to a game and left my work at home, she'd kick me Hey, ass. she's a fiancé. Okay. I'll film it. No, well, my, 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 wife my, my wife. future wife is a fiancé, so she'll get over it. Until the ceremony. Mine won't. Mine won't. If I went to your, a game is your wife a big wife fan? Didn't get to go with? Nice. She is. She's a very big fan. 
Autumn's a new fan. She's she's I, not really hey, been exposed to hockey much, so that you mold up becoming a fan. But I'm terrified of her. She's five one and like 130 yeah, pounds. She probably so thinks the Coyotes have sure. won three cups already, huh? Why are you like five nothing and 120 pounds? Huh? You like five five nothing and 120 pounds or what? <laughs> I don't know. I just I don't know, bro. Get that hey, five one is five one. I'm gonna tell her no. <laughs> kidding me? They all get the love. Exactly. All five ones get the love. Sure, I got you know 40 pounds and <laughs> the closer to the devil. It's the devil's height. He's closer to hell than I am, bro. Hey, I, energy. I my whole agenda that. tonight has so. been been trying to get you guys to do the longest podcast ever, and I think we're there. We're coming on two hours. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we that's, are. That's about um, how, how long most of them are. Well, I'm just trying to get five seconds over the longest one. That's it. One hour 45. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's Ooh. your last point you got? You only have... So... The last topic, or last, uh, my question of the week. We're finally going to do it. The question of the month <laughs> will be, uh, so, this afternoon I was just sitting there thinking about how great my life is at work, and I had the thought of, what if we did, usually a family feud, so you and three other people. Originally, it was going to be you and either Coyotes players, past and present, or anybody associated with the Coyotes. So, Craig nice. Morgan, we just lost Big Tortilla there. Um... Craig Morgan, any one of that. But since it is episode 48 and the godfather of Arizona sports is here, I'm going to allow you to use all Arizona sports figures. That works. Yeah. Anybody from Arizona sports related to owners, to media members, to players, past and present. So anybody from Arizona now, I've gone ahead and opened the floodgates because it's episode 48. So you and three others, you must pick your three. Who wants to go first? What, 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 What was the question? Family Fam- family feud. <laughs> You're building a family feud team. Oh, of so you guys are interviews on the street. Players, on the this is legit family feud. You got 100 go- contestants already. Hmm. Yeah. I'll go first. Okay. I'm going to say I'm doing this for the brand and nothing else. I don't care if we win or we lose. We're probably going to get trounced. But I'm going to have I'm going Sean, Arizona down. Bros with me. We're going to go Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews, Maddie Nyes, and Tage Thompson. Okay. That ain't bad. For the brand. I like it. AZ Mac- Hockey represent. I, I mean, how can I not go Shane Down? <laughs> All right. Sorry, Matt. Yeah, it's a good one. Oh, no. Oh, go I can pick all three. Two more. So I'm picking all. Yep. Is this, this is like. It, it's your whole team. It's you and three yeah, your whole others. team. Well, I mean, I have to go Shane Doan. Currently, I am going to go. I'm going to go all Coyotes. I'm going to go Shane Doan, Logan Cooley, and Bill Armstrong. Sorry. Dang, Bill Armstrong. Okay. I took it. You're out here to win. All right, Matt, what you got? I'd like to hear yours first. Because I okay. I'm, I'm still missing I'm still missing my last one I haven't okay. come up with it yet. I'll go with Paul Bizonette, of course. I think it'd just be funny as hell to have I would him on say there. What, Gotta have we him were on there. In that champion, Another... in that fucking in that run to the Western Conference Finals, I was so mad at the time that Biz was a healthy scratch for most of it. 
That shit pissed me off, man. I felt like he was, because uh, mm-hmm. that was 2012, right? He was on that team. Yeah. That, that, it yeah. pissed me off. It mm-hmm. felt like this that team lacked, like, an aggressor or some sort of enforcer. So that is a hell of a pick. Like, Biz, while he gets hyped up as, you know, this Coyotes analyst guy, I thought he brought more to the table than, like, a typical goon w- did. You know, I... I when he was in there, he made smart plays to an extent. Like, I that that really, really, really upset me when he had all those healthy scratches back in, you know, the Western Conference Finals and leading up to it. But um, happy to see where he's at now. Yeah, he's been on <laughs> TNT. Yeah, like sir. Reps the Yotes. I'm in for it. Uh, my second pick. I'm going to go with Ilya Briskolov because I feel like he's just going to say that outlandish thing is going to win us the game and just hope to God that he does. He's either going to fuck me or save the game. There's no in between. There honestly is none. It's I, one or the other. I don't think you've had a draft like this yet and not taken Briz. I, you have to. He's fucking hilarious. As my last pick, I got, I'm actually going to go Arizona Sports as a whole. I'll go ahead and plug one in. I'm going to go with Buda Baker. I think he'd be really fun to kind of have on a show like that, especially with those other two feeding the energy. So I'll give you some Buda Baker. I like it. I like it. So um, I'm I'm gonna go with a tie to Arizona sports here. You guys have all seen the the commercials that Luis Gonzalez is in for Mr. Ons, and he calls him oh, his yeah. dad. Uh-huh. I'm taking Mr. On because why would <laughs> okay. you not want a sushi chef on your team? Yeah, <laughs> that was in the rules. Yeah, that counts. I he it's a tie to the sports, right? Yeah, um, you're right. Mm-hmm. So I'm going there. I'm going Kurt Warner. Um, oh, there you go. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is about Kurt Warner. He's just he's got an energy to him that's kind of like infectious. Yeah, it, it sure. really is. Um, you know, he's he's like a big family guy. Um, you know, him and his wife have what like she's seven cool kids hair. or something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I misunderstood the question, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man! Yeah, what's your last one? Uh, my last one's probably going to be Steve Nash because somebody's got to carry oh, the team. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah, Steve Nash. I think you're winning this one, Matt. Yeah, I'm. Some, I'm definitely dead somebody's got to carry the team. No, between, I think no I'm lost. I don't on, know, man. I'm between me and Riz and Biz, bro, I don't know. Well, right. I'm, I'm always last. The last time I was I got, on, I was no, on your. Two episodes, two episodes ago, I was on here, and there was a question asked: "Is okay if the Arizona Coyotes move to Tempe, what would you rename them?" And my answer: I went back and I looked at it. I listened to it, and I was ashamed. I was just embarrassed. You know, pathetic. What a piece of shit saying. You know, and my answer was the Arizona Devil Ice. You know, and at the end of the day, it should have been the devil dogs. The devil, like, I, I was re-listening to it today, and I'm like, the devil dogs, you dumb shit. And I'm like, devil ice? Like, devil dogs, devil fucking dogs. Like, get it right, like, you stupid. Ugh. So, yeah, I, I I don't do good in these situations where I, I just got, you know, 
viewers, this is your insight into this show. I didn't even get notes. I got on to the fucking Discord and it was like, oh, we got notes? So, yeah, I, I misunderstood the question, but I am going to be, the end of the day, I am going to be last in this. So, Tyler, don't feel bad. Don't, don't be over here. Oh, I'm going to be last. No, no, it's me. I am going to be last with the questions. Yeah, thank you. So, sorry. Fair enough. So, no so Tyler, uh -huh. how does it feel to have a Maple Leaf super fan on your team? Pretty good. We're taking it. I mean, I'm going to diss him the whole time. We're ragging at him, but it's okay. That's why we're going to lose. That's why I'll be last, because the infighting. The Civil War will happen right there on the stage. Steve Harvey's going to be like, all right. I was wondering when that would click, because if there's one thing Biz reps harder than the Arizona Coyotes, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. But if you think about it, though, I can put aside our difference. I'll rest down the rifles, some kind of like armistice agreement. Because think of me, Biz, and Brizgalov in the same room. Can you imagine the amount of energy that would radiate from that? It, it, It'd be stupid. It would be, I just say I realize what it you're talking about. It would cancel the show before Who you would I want to be on Family Feud with me? Is that is that what this question was? I just said names. I just welcome, said names. Welcome, welcome to the, to the show. show. I just Jesus Christ. Good Lord. My man. Oh, hey, man, you, 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 you were right the... on one of those. Red, red <laughs> yeah, that was a good God choice. Damn. That was a good choice. I am. Yeah, I'm going on in my life, from, uh, man. Please go to Trader Joe's. Ask bro. me the fucking question. <laughs> and and you know what? I'm I'm gonna change. I'm going to change one answer. I'm not taking Mr. On. I'm taking Nick Foles. U of A. That does okay. not count. That does count. He went to U of A. U of A. So oh, I forgot he went to U of A. Why would you pick Nick Foles? I need to ask. <laughs> yeah. Say, say, somebody, say something about the U of A. Go ahead. Bear, Bear up. up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <Damn>, he got <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Hey, hey. I mean, to be fair, I did open the door. I did open the door. Hey, he told me to hey, open it. We're, we're all okay, in his Arizona fucking Coyote uh, Facebook page. Bear down, we are not bear down. all in on his U of A fucking Wildcats Facebook page. That's where he fucking gets wild. I can already tell. Do not talk shit. Do not talk shit about my Wildcats, bitch. Do not talk. <laughs> I know. I opened the door, too, and got shot. He said that, and I got quiet. I was like, uh, "That territorial cup two years ago." <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not that, was, that. that was good. I wasn't expecting nah, like, that. Like, was there, there's not a lot of great hey, things to say about them right now. They, they got a, they got a solid baseball team. They have a great they, MCLA they've been, team. They've been, they have a what? Hey, their baseball team, though. Like MCLA said, though. team. MCLA. Yeah. Men's club lacrosse. I was going to say, I'm, I'm not 100%. He said he doesn't know shit about that, Tyler. Come there. on, let's step your game uh, up. Let's go. Lacrosse? Lacrosse, bro. <laughs> Sorry, no, man, that's I, my identity. I, I just don't know. I don't know where you <laughs> college lacrosse. That's all. ESPN Plus. <laughs> where can you watch U of A lacrosse? That um, is the question. At the uofa.com oh, stream backslash lacrosse backslash Backslash little Black brothers cats. to ASU backslash dot org. Damn. Hey, we're over two hours now. This is uncensored. It's like twelve thirty where Grandy's at. We'll have some. <laughs> now, 
Matt, yeah, where are you right. at? New York? Yeah, it is. Uh, no, it's not. It's oh, 1231. Shit. I'm in New York right now. I, we're <laughs> okay. on vacation. My wife she going to kill home, you. So. <laughs> like, normally, I'm in Tucson. Yeah, normally. 100%. Normally. Well, well, she no, got shit planned for 730 tomorrow morning. We're in Tucson. Uh, oh, like, she is asleep. I live in Tucson. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Actually, actually, tomorrow's kind of like, I don't want to call it our lazy day, but the only thing we got planned tomorrow is oh. we're going to go see the Devils nice. and Kings play. Let's chill. That's pretty cool. Which is cool, except it means technically I have to go to New Jersey. <laughs> no. Jersey Shore. Nobody, want, nobody wants to go to New Jersey. There's enough oh white trash God. on this show. Nextville. Just... I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Craig. God, Craig, I'm kidding. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, the fucking bear. <laughs> the Craig stares at us Jeez, as we <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, well... Anything else you want to add, boys, before we close the show out? Yeah, actually. Tyler, Tyler I'd like to apologize for telling you to fuck off. I just no, bro, it's okay. Honestly, I get told that. He was so sincere. At least once he a day, I get told to fuck off. It's Where are you okay. recording if your wife is sleeping in the hotel room? Okay. Where are you recording? Uh-huh. No, we're, we got an Airbnb, and it's actually not straight. Like, I'm not kidding. Are this The building we're in was built in, like, 1890. And Jesus it's tilted. Get out like of there. We'll talk out tomorrow. So, dude, I you feel like, oh, yeah. Jesus. Well, now nah, we're here for another week still. <laughs> I, it's like being on a ship. We're like there's too many people on one side, or like the fat guys are all on the one train side. The train goes by. Like, you guys get yeah. left, and you guys slowly go back to the left. <laughs> no, but like I'm not. I'm serious. Like. Like I'm looking at the bedroom door right now, and on the bottom right side, there's like a big gap. But no I gap on the bottom left. I live this man's going to hear the, the door, podcast. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm serious. Like, my dorm, the, my college dorm. It's like original floors from like 1890, and they're like bagging wood and... Bagging wood. Bring them home to Arizona. Yeah. That, that shit's like yeah, eight it's... bucks a fucking bag. Jesus. Not this shit, dude. This shit would come home with termites. <laughs> And, and here's the thing, like, I, I, it's my own fault. Like, we booked it. I was like, man, 150 bucks a night for yeah, a, no, a no. one bedroom apartment. That's not bad. We'll take that. Because yeah. everything else I was looking at on Airbnb was like, hey, come stay in our apartment with us. We'll give you a room. And Hell we were no. like, no, nah, we, no, we're not doing that. And then Hell I found this no. one. I was like, oh. That's great. We'll just take that one. Well, I guess, like, if anybody ever travels to New York, either don't stay in Manhattan and spend 150 bucks somewhere else a night, or if you stay in Manhattan, don't spend less than, like, 250 bucks a night because you're going to get shit. And don't yeah, move to Arizona. It's horrible here. This stay weather. Only, yeah. only, only if you're the coming to California or New York. Yeah, like, Idaho, Idaho, whatever. Yeah, come on over. I guess it's cool. Bring your spuds. But yeah, Montana, like feel 50, free. Come on 50 down. mile per hour yeah, wind oh, today. Yeah, yeah. You don't want this. Oh yeah, it was terrible. And crackheads, it's okay. <laughs> you want to slide to have to fight that off? It's <laughs> okay. Every on ramp. You thought the Phoenix I, open was nice. That's that's smoke and mirrors. <laughs> yeah, that too. Hell yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah, what what have... is it like? Go to go to the liquor store at like Camelback and Fortieth or something like that. That's where you oh. should be. Yeah, that's it. Forty yeah, ninth Indian School. Go there. That's that's the best place to buy your groceries. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not trying to take crack has off with fucking 840s just so I can get back to my car safely. What's up, Grandy? I do have one thing to ask before we move on. Matt, uh-huh. how much are like I, 12 packs there's, left? Last, last time I remember, there was five beers left. Dude, <laughs> hey, There was five, the there's five lagers left last time I looked at double check. Like, five? But fuck, okay. Yeah, so. I probably, if there's a five pack left, I'm drinking $4.25. Oh, yeah, that's, you can't beat that. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's what my girlfriend exclusively. And I might have I two eggs before I go to bed tonight, and that's like thirty-five cents right there. You know, I, I have my whole night dinner, <laughs> alcohol for literally under five bucks. Trader <laughs> Joe's, please sponsor us, man. Manscape, you can shave honestly, your balls with this. Honestly, stuff. if look, yeah. if Gordon Ramsay heard you were having <laughs> eggs and beer for dinner, he'd probably spit. He'd be like, lager. Ugh, you disgusting pig! <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson was celebrating. Yeah, Jeremy Clarkson be all about that shit. Yeah, be all about it. He's like, yeah, hey, it, it, it depends though, because I've been hooked on right that now, next so. level chef with, <laughs> chef with Chef Ramsay, and right, he he'd be like, oh, is that good? I've seen advertising. Six ninety nine twelve packs. You're on the bottom floor. He's like, boy, you got drunk on that. You're good. Yeah. No, that that next level chef's pretty good. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Shout out Fox. Give us a sponsorship. My my wife is like rewatching yeah, we all watched, of the Hell's yeah, Kitchen we did that. seasons was, right now. So pretty good. There's I think one time where the contestants fucked. Maybe two. There's yeah. So yeah. <laughs> That's a weird <laughs> takeaway. Well, you always you know, think it is a reality show. You know, we on this for twenty fucking seasons. It has to be somebody. Whatever. I think season four of the Chirp and Yo should all be about figuring out if we actually are a hockey podcast or not. I'm just <laughs> glad we're not. We haven't brought up. Is there yet. actually seasons? Okay. Yes. We oh, know. I love soccer. We I actually know, watched the women's football match today. The season's <laughs> just soccer just goes on year long. Don't even perfect. lie. There's no season. Oh, the MLS soccer. starts on Saturday. There's no season in soccer. Oh, I love it. Yeah, nope. You get a break and then you go to a fucking you tournament. Yeah, and the MLS that. starts on Saturday. Oh, USL. Hey, hey. No, 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 no! I cut the I I cross. We, we can't. Can. No soccer. Nope. <laughs> Why? All right, folks. Well, it, where I cut it off. Well, I'm watching the MLS because on Friday. He lives in Minnesota, the and if anybody tries to kick anything outdoors in Minnesota, they'll break their fucking foot. <laughs> That's that I believe. How do you wait? How, do you have an MLS team? How oh, the, wow. Is it a covered stat? I have to go look this up now. After the podcast, of course, because it's a hockey podcast. Yeah, because they have an MLS team. Phoenix not have an MLS team. Bullshit. So United. Uh, we fucked the bit up because they so there were issues right there towards the end. And so San Diego, San Diego, Something and Vegas. More the synonymous next yeah. Arizona Shocker. and ownership issues. Shocker. Mm-hmm. Even though uh, Didier Drog was part owner, but you know, shocking. I don't know. Well, so they lost the follow bit. the Red Bird Red Zone podcast, folks. If you like more than just hockey. More than welcome to follow us. We appreciate it. We love you and yep. thank you. And oh, please do Unless not you follow like soccer, us, apparently Tyler. Please un- please unsubscribe. I do not. Uh, from one fifty five to one fifty four is totally fine. That's totally fine on our subscriber list. <laughs> or hey, or we, we printed the lacrosse ASU shirts last year, so no comment. 
You got any left? Uh, I'm, one okay. I'm okay with the look at the last <laughs> one. Soccer, that's where, I that. that's where I just draw the line. You guys are missing out. Hey, you guys are the one losing <laughs> out, not me. I get to watch sports year-round. I'm the real winner here. I'm eating every year-round. Hey, hey, I watch NFL on ESPN. <laughs> Porky races on the Ocho are the best thing ever. <laughs> I went to the I fucking, fucking love Porky races, house. bro. That's my well, shit. Pecos Park. I don't know if any of you guys have heard it in Phoenix. Uh, and no, it was fucking pickleball activities all over. There's music banging and shit. Yeah, I like at the basketball court. Up. There's just four of us. I look at the pickleball courts. There's fifty-eight fucking people, fifty-eight years old or older, playing. I'm like. Where is why have I not invested in this sport? You know what's apparently really okay. big in Tucson is yeah, ultimate is frisbee. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, like like legit leagues and shit. Like you know what? Here's the thing: ultimate frisbee players, they make something um, kind of shaped like a lemon. It's usually made out of leather. It's called a football. <laughs> Put down the frisbee, pick up a football. It's basically the same game. Yeah, basically, when they have no defense against you, basically. <laughs> oh, all right well man. i'll tell you what when you're gonna go to a park and play it without pads nobody touch. plays defense drop the shoulder yeah wrong i wrong, went for the ball it was a ball going no, we're in the u.s bro time. you know we can't afford it care. take it easy on this <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got my Edna insurance card in my wallet, so that's your problem, not mine. <laughs> I better get to dodging then, old boy. What to tell you? Tyler, you will be the one to go dirty. Like no, have you seen what Chase does, bro? Chase telling me Chase. stories about his soccer days, bro. This man <laughs> kills people and is like, nah, it's not a red. Like, bro. I've. I've played video man. games with Chase, and the dirty things he does on a video game. Bro, he, he got children. How did he kill kids in that game? Bro, we're playing DMC. He's like friendly, and he, all of a sudden he pop, pop, and they die. I'm like, bro, uh, shout come out Chase. <laughs> he might let it Geneva convince him. Shout out Chase, Chase Senior, Chase Junior, Chase Junior. Uh, you guys all go play soccer, but if any of you guys want to come play some hockey with a 300 pound guy, I'm your guy. I can't ice skate. My ankles hurt enough soccer. from just working. This boot hockey. This boot hockey. A boot? boot hockey. I, I, oh, like I prefer if ball? anybody's going to say boot hockey, they really enunciate <laughs> their letters. Because the otherwise, otherwise this podcast is really boot, going boot off hockey. the rails. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, so any last God. words before we end no. this amazing right. episode? The Thank you all for listening. I have no idea how are you're we, still here at the are end. Are we really getting this episode on Bukaki? Yes. Correct. <laughs> I, I didn't get it either. Oh, I get it now. I, didn't... <laughs> I was like, boot hockey. I, I was like, it's like boot hockey? What is that? I don't get boot that. Hockey. Boot hockey. It's like boom ball? Oh. Uh, why do you think I was trying to move us along? I didn't so get it either. But that is smart. That, if I was smart, smarter than right? me, man. <laughs> That was genius. I was just saying it too, like a fucking head ass, bro. Like, God damn you. Here in New York City, <laughs> all like hundred dollar, hundred fifty dollar fuck? night fucking place and shit. I'd be over. I'd be in New York City at three fifty haunted a ass hotel, bro. B thinking I got a deal and shit. You, you guys got a smart guy with you. Shout out, Matt. Nice to meet you. I appreciate. Hell yeah, dude. 
I, I didn't take any well, of these guys to New York. I don't, I don't think your wife would allow that. your suitcase. You didn't check your you suitcase for your love? Podcast, but yeah, you bring know. one of these ugly fucks with you. I don't know. No, so here, get, here's, yo, the yeah, you, here's the thing. Here's the thing. She's pregnant. She's you pregnant, so she goes to bed at like 7 o'clock Arizona you love time. It. 8 o'clock Arizona time. So... <laughs> Well, I mean, I work overnight, so nice. it, it works out nice. Like, this is perfect. Even though, like, Ooh. I'm going to wake her up in, like, five <laughs> minutes to let her know that she can go to you bed. You let her know. Daddy's awake. So, you know. <laughs> uh, I mean. <laughs> We've had enough innuendos on like, the show. Let's, let's, uh, let's rip it up. <laughs> Our poor, our poor lawyer department is just going to love this one. They're like, hey, remember that episode about the boot hockey? Like, come oh, to Mark yeah, 32 minute podcast. By the way, Tyler, did I let you know? I like, I like how Grandy was the one that was like, yeah, I was trying to move it along, but he's the one that said boot hockey. I'm talking about well, shoes yeah. and hockey. Boot I don't know hockey. what you mean. What, what do you mean? I'm talking about shoes and hockey. I don't, I'm afraid I don't understand. I can't say it. Now people can find us on your podcast. I know you ruined it. You ruined. I was an innocent Christian boy. Coyotes podcast. There you guys go. (laughs) One or the other. I like the way your mind works. (sighs) Are we always trying to grow the podcast? We talked about porn in the background with fucking tortilla. You know. Hey, so look, hang on. If we get anybody, hey, I take offense to that on this podcast. We should probably. I take real. I'm right. (laughs) (laughs) Wait for him to leave first. (laughs) (laughs) Hang up the call, Ned. Let's get off the air. Let's get off the air. Let's get off the air. (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for listening to um, episode 48. Yeah. Selections though. That's the amazing part. He still made a selection. That's the amazing part. Like, At least I did not take fucking this nasty. If we're doing fucking off. family feud, there's no way he'd be good at that. And it, it's yes, not even would. like they were bad because like Shane Doan's a smart guy, mm-hmm. Armstrong's a smart guy, Logan Cooley's in college, so I'm sh- I'm sure he's learning something. So oh, like, I yeah, know. I mean, that's not bad. Uh, learning how to maybe drink know? two I know I'm not once, important. maybe. <laughs> You just said it 30 seconds ago. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh all right, we got to get the fuck out of here, man. We're all 215. Uh, oh, my God. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to say thank you. And uh, oh my you are God. fifth most important. Ah, I'm done. I am whichever, whichever. again. <laughs> check, check my profile. Check my let, let profile before you make Let me end the show. Let me end the show. I'm just, I'm just trying to help. I'm just trying God to help. Damn, I know. I let just, me finish this episode. Uh, it's fifth. Uh, I'm, I'm editing it. Fuck it. Fifth. Fifth. You guys have only had four guests. Fuck you. Fuck you. Four guests. I'm fifth. Every God. guest you have on is a fucking co-host now. The fuck. Jesus Christ.
right, all right, Grandy. Well, I'll have you on next year again. Would you like to be our seventh favorite co-host? Oh, who's that, Matt? I'm kidding. Yeah, hey, hey, look, we'll make you. Oh, we will make you our seventh Matt. favorite co-host. Yes. Add him to the roster. Uh, I got to be in our minor leagues. Thanks to you. Right in the minors, way to be called up. <laughs> I got to work tonight. Now we have alcoholism on the show. We're not endorsing it, by the way. Wish I could take a week off for vacation. It's not an endorsement for alcoholism. And if you do feel sad, please do get home. God. Rude. <laughs> you know, I'm not watching. I'm not watching. No, no. Let's, let's clear well, that up. Okay. All right. So, thank you all for listening. We hope you come back next week and for our very special deadline special. I said special twice. That means it's extra special. So, from all of us here at the Chirp and Yo's podcast, if this isn't the last one, thank you for listening. Thank you for two years of amazing support. From all of us here, have a good night. We love you. Uh...